At this week's Perth Morning Startup, Business News went down to film Ashok from Ironet, who spoke about the Internet of Things. Increasingly in the future, there'll be more things connected to the internet, things like cars and fridges and trees, than people. So what does this mean? Don't forget to check out more videos by subscribing to the Business News YouTube channel. And uh, so without further ado, Ashok from Ironet. Thanks, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. The term uh, expert speaker makes me nervous in the morning, but nevertheless, let me do justice to what I can. Uh, I'm fairly new to uh, Australia as well. I uh, moved into INET eight, nine months ago from Intel um, in Asia Pacific, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a fairly interesting crowd. I'm, I'm keen to meet up with uh, a lot of you. Uh, as we as we move on, I'm going to talk about largely two things about iInet in general for potentially those who are new to iInet, and uh, about the Internet of Things in general. Uh, that's a concept we've been playing around a bit um, uh, at, at iInet. So, uh, like like Isaac said, uh, my uh, boss, uh, Chief Product Officer Steve Harley, couldn't join, so I'm representing him today as well, and I take care of the Internet of Things product line uh, for iInet. Uh, I, uh, I know that uh, it's been one of uh, Western Australia and even Australia's uh, startup to big business success story. Uh, we are closing in on about uh, uh, more than 900 million Australian dollars. It's been around for about 20 years. It started here at uh, uh, Michael Malone's uh, mom's house, Michael Malone's parents' house in, in the garage. Uh, he actually uh, wanted to have, I think, uh, uh, a specific set of customers to fund his own passion for the internet, and that's how he started the whole the whole internet business, and it grew and grew uh, to to what iNet is, is is today. And uh, yeah, so it 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 started really from uh, from actually digging the digging the wires to actually laying out the cables to providing internet to 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 a big to, be, to a big organization. The the growth uh, primarily has been has been fueled by two key attributes, uh, really great customer service, and we've actually uh, been acquiring a lot of ISPs uh, within Australia towards uh, doing our growth. So it's, it's largely been an organic acquisition-led growth as well. And, and the specific growth, uh, and I'm sure many of these, uh, many of these brands are, are something that you're, you're familiar with. Uh, the last was actually Internode, uh, based in based in the Adelaide, and now it was uh, it was about a couple of months ago that the Adam Internet was actually acquired uh, by INET as well, uh, and a bunch of firsts as well uh, in in terms of the first ISP here to offer ADSL2 broadband services in 2004, uh, the first I, the first ISP to uh, also look at uh, naked broadband services. Uh, there was a there was a, a very visible copyright trial that INET was involved in, and, and uh, INET won it. And then uh, in 2013, uh, we launched uh, Buddy, uh, the home gateway uh, product that, that we already have. Uh, the, like I said, the core proposition is that uh, we do want to uh, bring in new technology first to Australian consumers, and we want to actually back it up with really awesome customer service. And the awesome customer service has been repeatedly uh, uh, certified by 
uh, various awards, various industry organizations um, on the best in Australia, and in some cases, best in Asia Pacific. And recently, uh, there was an announcement saying, no, in specific, in one specific segment, it was even best in the world. Um, we have we kind of grew from Perth um, through acquisitions all the way to Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, Auckland. Uh, is also uh, we also have a call center in Cape Town, and the and the intent is really to do the follow the sun approach, where we kind of uh, start off in in Cape Town and then uh, end in Auckland. And by the time the Auckland call center shuts down, uh, the Cape Town one starts off again, so that customers do have uh, continuous customer support as well. Uh, we do also have um, Ionet Labs. It's a it's a wholly owned subsidiary uh, within within Ionet, and that's where most of the Products like Buddy and Bob that you that you used to have gotten created. Uh, it kind of goes. It kind of works with uh, with uh, with an ecosystem of ODMs and specific other other hardware suppliers towards creating uh, ODMs, uh, <coughs> chip vendors, and other other uh, of the ecosystem to to create Bob or Bob Light to you. Uh, this is the fetch box here, the Ionet TV. Uh, that's Buddy over there. Uh, that's that's the Bob box, and this is the Pix solution uh, that we had. And kind of we we kind of go through the the, the rigorous process of typical product development, starting with uh, starting with developing concepts, and then moving into specific uh, uh, user research focus groups to test those concepts out. And then uh, taking it through the uh, getting into product design, we're working with the likes of uh, yeah, various design houses uh, within Australia, and then taking it, uh, looking at Asian hardware manufacturing ecosystem to to look at that as well, and towards developing these products. And like I said, uh, we did launch launch Buddy. The intent was to create uh, an integrated home uh, automation system, a gateway that actually supports home automation as well. Uh, which is really what brings uh, brings me to to smart life. So smart. So what is smart life? Smart life is primarily uh, Ionet had had kind of mastered broadband. Ionet had also mastered the the modem in terms of providing Bob or Buddy in terms of in terms of a self branded modem that that we had. And the next step was primarily to kind of say, how can we make internet even more relevant to to Australian consumers and that. By, by relevance, it primarily means what services, what applications or services can we actually provide to the Australian consumers over internet. And that's really what, what Smart Life is all about. Uh, how many of us are familiar about the Internet of Things? And I'd like to probably have, an, have a dialogue here and probably one I'm seeking inputs into, I'm testing this concept out in front of this crowd. I'd like to actually seek inputs as well as to how relevant do we think the Internet of Things as, as an idea is uh, in the Australian market. So this is a slide from Cisco. It primarily says that by 2020, there are more physical objects that are going to be connected to the internet than, than people. And these, uh, and these things are not so much your smartphones and tablets. These are actually going to be your, your, your kettle, your refrigerator, uh, the, the, the traffic light, trucks, uh, your motion sensors, your temperature sensors and stuff. So the moment, <clears throat> so we, we know that the moment internet moved from internet 1.0, internet 2.0, when when collaboration happened, when Facebook happened, it created a whole new realm of usage models. So just apply the Facebook or the collaboration as a usage model to everyday things in your house. 
and, and just apply that to things just outside your house, be it your, be it your car, be it your traffic light, be, be it your parking. And it also applied to potential business use cases. The, the possibilities tend to be uh, significant. It's not so much about your fridge tweeting that it needs an egg or whatever it is, but it really is about, about usage models coming in together uh, to make, to make uh, uh, Internet of Things possible. And it is also getting backed with significant amount of research by the Gartner IDCs, where, where you can say that uh, this being uh, PCs, which we know is, is fairly, is going to have a, a stable or fail, a, a slow decline, this being uh, smartphones and tablets, uh, and this being the Internet of Things. So, and this being your, your wearables and and, uh, and and Internet TVs. So as you can say, that there are enough objects around around the Earth, which actually requires, uh, which, which when connected, can give us significantly huge usage models. And primarily, as we are in 2013, 2014, it is, it is really just getting started. It is really in the place where the, the Hello World command was actually written, when new, new languages were kind of coming out. It is really, really in the, in the, in the beginning stages. Uh, but then, there is, people have already started creating value in, in this particular realm, not so much in the Internet of Things as we stand, but in terms of making the connected home uh, a reality. Uh, there is AT&T Digital Life who went to market sometime in the first week of May, uh, which, which they primarily, it's, it's an it's a all IP-based solution, and their whole intent is to make home monitoring uh, happen through, through an application. Uh, Comcast has Xfinity Home, uh, which, is, which actually has two variants to it. They actually have one which is your typical home security, uh, you know, back-to-base monitoring uh, with an alarm panel and stuff. And then there is another one which is more uh, self-controlled, meaning if, you, if, there is a, if there is an alert or if there is a motion that is sensed in your house, it, it sends a text uh, into you, and then you can integrate a bunch of uh, stuff around. If, the, if, the, if there is a motion sensed, switch on my light, um, and record a specific video and upload it onto the cloud for uh, for about 10 seconds. So those are the kind of usage models uh, that uh, that it, it, it's getting enabled. Uh, we know that Telstra is is fairly uh, is looking at this particular space as well. Uh, there is not much of information that is available in the public domain, but there is an element of uh, Telstra's connected home project is is, is fairly real. So where, where does this all go? Is that uh, there is the Internet of Things on the on the one side uh, from a, from an industry trend standpoint, and there is the INET's vision of actually owning the home and to make internet even more relevant uh, to to users, and that's when uh, and both both of them when converged is when smart life actually takes place. And our intent is really to control potentially everything in the home with 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 a touch of a button. Uh, that's really what what we want to kind of get to uh, by, uh, by by smart life. <clears throat> Um, and then the intent really is to simplify life at, at, at home, like I said, uh, while in transit, uh, while at work, and potentially on, on the elements of, of fun as well. So, so what are these things here? It's a combination of, like I said, INET has, broad, has, has, has mastered broadband. Uh, we have started giving away, or we've, we've also mastered the, the, the modem technology in terms of uh, Bob and Buddy. Uh, we're looking at the, the software, apps, and the devices as well in terms of uh, how can we make internet more relevant uh, to, to consumers. 
So what are the areas here? One is around home monitoring, like I said. The other is actually about energy monitoring in terms of uh, uh, would, would, you would you find it useful if you had an opportunity to know how much your specific appliances were actually drawing power or whatever. Um, connected car is already uh, becoming a reality. Uh, the latest iOS uh, release actually had uh, a feature for connected cars. Uh, smart parking, uh, it is it is, it is already prevalent in, in, in specific cities and pockets, but it, it's a significant opportunity, uh, again. Health, uh, with, uh, with Jawbone and with, with Fitbit and stuff, I think we are kind of looking at a specific set of devices that are already internet enabled in silos. Um, and, but, then th but then think about the possibilities here. Um, if if a, if a heart sensor, or if a, if a, if a uh, pulse sensor, or if your, or your, your, your blood monitoring sensors, or whatever it is, they could actually provide feeds onto the cloud uh, on a continuous basis. And as a doctor, I can actually check for anomalies in, in patient's report and potentially do uh, a diagnosis saying, hey, something is wrong with this particular person, even without the person having to go to the doctor. That actually is, is, get, is getting into a stage where the doctor can actually get enough data, enough continuous data about, about patients or even potential patients so that the doctor can say, this, this particular data set doesn't look nice. We are probably up to something here. So it's more, uh, not so much a patient visiting a doctor and then identifying an issue, but more around if there is a continuous feed of vital signs information that goes in from the patient to, uh, to a doctor, uh, diagnosis and potentially prevention uh, can also be uh, enabled. So health is, is fairly significant as, 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 a, as a use case. Uh, work, uh, the whole concept of monitoring uh, buildings in terms of energy, in terms of security, uh, that, is, that, is a real, that is a real use case. Smart metering is a real use case. Machine to machine, um, you know, it's, it, is, it, it is starting to, to, to get onto a roll. But largely, it is that uh, one, one simple use case uh, could be that uh, if, actually two, two use cases. One could be that if every, if every imagine every, every truck, every UPS truck uh, having a sensor, and every traffic light as well having a sensor. So as from all the, from the sensors of all the traffic lights, um, if, if I were to get, a, get, a, get an information on what is the velocity or what is the throughput of traffic that is going through the particular traffic signal, I could actually alert trucks to take a different route, uh, which will actually help them save time and, and money on fuel costs when it, when it comes to stalling. And this is something that is not, 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 not way, way many years down the line. is actually already getting experimented by the large logistics, uh, logistics providers. And and the other use case uh, potentially is around, I, th I think there is still, uh, it's still, it's still getting thought through. How would it be if, uh, you know, if, if, if every car actually had a sensor uh, that, could, that, could talk to, that could talk to each other over, over wireless or whatever? Um, and what that kind of gives you is, is a possibility of actually knowing congestions and roads uh, significantly earlier and stuff like that. So there are... Um, there are elements of the Internet of Things that are very, very real to our lives as well. Uh, yeah. Home automation generally has the perception of, of really cool lights 
getting dimmed when you're moving into the house or the curtains opening up based on the based on the weather or the time of the day uh, it is it is capital intensive it comes with fairly high monthly fee uh, you know on 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 a, on a fairly tight on a larger contract two years three years contract but if we were to have uh, a product that enables self-monitoring without the complexities of significant amount of capital intensity at a, at a fairly low monthly fee. We feel that monitoring the house, to have the sense that, uh, that there isn't any motion in the house, your, your home is secure, and to actually have alerts received saying, your home is secure, there's no problem, or if there is an alert saying, there, is, there seems to be no one home, but there is, there, is, there is motion in. Would you like to actually have a video captured and, and for you to actually see it. That kind of increases the whole concept of peace of mind. Was it a so you have, a, you have a couple of motion sensors, you have a couple of window door sensors, you have a security camera in your house, and, and you, you have your Sonos, uh, and then you have your drop cam camera, or whatever it is. So the moment you could actually set rules for yourself, saying if the system has detected that I've come into the house, meaning I've moved from 3G to Wi-Fi, the system knows that I'm actually in the house, do a bunch of things for me. That could be one. Second is, sorry, unlock the front door. Unlock the Provided the lock, uh, provided it's a yeah, it's a well-designed door. Provided it's a well-designed lock. We have proven it to work. Yeah, correct. But lock, uh, internet-connected locks are reality as well. Um, unlock, unlock the front door. Um, disarm my, my my security system, and just keep the external. Uh, sensor or the external camera alone on and, and usually if you have if you had and also integrating it to your television right if if, if the entire family is actually uh, in, in converged in into the living room uh, on, a, on, a, on a Saturday evening or a Friday evening or whatever if you were to get a get a get a message saying hey there is a potential motion uh, outside as, as a small uh, as a small as a small text message in your television it actually is potentially relevant even if you're at home or, or at away. All right, so uh, specifically as uh, what actually constitutes the building blocks of it. So uh, we realize that it needs to be multi-protocol. So what that means is it should not be a closed system like you mentioned. I should have the opportunity to pick and choose products that make sense to me. It should not be a one-size-fit-all, give me three three white sensors and that's your home monitoring kit, right? So it needs to actually make sense to you. It could be a combination of of a health device, a home monitoring device, or 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 Philips Hue or something like that. Uh, it needs it needs to be built on connectivity, and that's the reason why iNet is on it because it is it is about making internet relevant. And like you mentioned, security it's going to be of absolute importance. Endpoint security in terms of uh, how secure is this particular data feed that I'm actually exposing into the cloud, and how secure do I feel about it? <coughs> So real, real security and perceived security is going to be of, of absolute importance. Storage is going to be of absolute importance because imagine the moment all the sensors in your home or in your car or, or your health-based uh, sensors or, and stuff, it actually throws up, starts throwing up information once every second. Uh, it actually grows over a period of time. So good ways of actually handling storage is important. And the reason I'm actually bringing these up is because uh, I'm sure in this particular room, all of us resonate with specific areas of these building blocks, and I'm sure potentially you have solutions which actually help us get bring this particular solution up together. And that's that's your point of, of startups and stuff. So if you are looking at 
any of these areas, please do come and talk to us. We're actually keen in having a conversation with you. Um, rules, analytics, and, and search are fairly important. So what I mean by rules is it is the, it is the, is the home equivalent of if this, then that. Uh, I'm sure most of us know what the if this, then that service is. So uh, it, it's something like that. Uh, analytics is going to be important. So like you said, uh, the way it, it needs to be personal to you. So it needs to actually know how, what you are and how you are and how you're actually operating your life and what is relevant to you and, and give you a recommendation. So that's when the analytics engine uh, brings in plays up fairly well. So the analytics engine obviously would sit on the storage layer and gives you these, these recommendations. Interfaces, right now the interfaces largely are your, uh, is touch based. It's actually your phone, your smartphone or, or, or your tablet. But going forward, uh, interfaces could be through gesture, voice, image, um, or whatever else. Thanks, Matt. And then the point is to actually, the system actually exposes out APIs for the global developer community to iterate on it, innovate on it, and create applications on it. And some of those applications is something that we can actually make relevant for our customers. A bunch of usage models, we did, we did cover uh, uh, some of them here. So starting with 12 o'clock and, and going, going clockwise, Keeping a watch in mom's home. I mean, that's something which some of us would resonate with. Uh, peace of mind uh, with, with monitoring and control while away or on the go. Uh, energy. Uh, you, if you, it would be good to kind of move into a cooled home or a warm home. So imagine if, if, you're, if, you're, um, if a smart plug that is attached to your cooler um, or your, <clears throat> or your um, portable, uh, portable heater knew that you were actually 30 minutes away from home, meaning the GPS in your car, the sensor in your car would basically say, I'm 30 minutes away from home, switch on the, uh, the heater, or switch on the cooler in my room. It's a possible use case. Kind of, it's, it's, it's more convenient from that standpoint. Schedule the washer or the dryer for off-peak, right, if it makes sense. It, it's relevant to some people, it's not relevant to some people. Um, more, you know, more around the connected lighting. Uh, while you are on vacation, Give a perception, give a give a feel that someone is at home by switching on lights or switching off specific set of music systems or lights randomly between 6 p.m. and and switch them off at 11 p.m. So it, it gives a perception that actually someone is at home. Um, to your point, notify friends when an alarm goes up. So it's more the virtual neighborhood watch uh, possibility. There's no point if if the if the alarm company calls me when I'm on a flight. I'm not even there. I'm not even accessible over phone. But then if, if, if I could have a system where if there is a possible alert, my friends or, or a good neighbor is actually alerted, that, that's, that's a good way to, to figure it out. Health, we talked about it. Enable the doctor to have a remote but daily view of someone's health. So that, so that using the analytics that come, come with it, uh, the diagnosis can actually be made, made better. Uh, yeah, motion detection, we kind of covered that as well. And the point is that uh, you, you stay connected to your home. Uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you are through gesture controls, you know, in your, in your TV, while you're actually driving in, uh, you know, if you can set the living room temperature uh, when you are half an hour from your home, from your car, uh, and even while you're traveling, have a sense that everything is, is, is all right uh, at home from your smartwatch. So it, it really is about, it doesn't matter which interfaces you're using uh, to kind of get this information out, but sensory information, 
coming in from the cloud to all the, the, all the devices that, that you're using. And, and the sensor information would, would, be, uh, would be based on rules that you've actually made relevant for yourself, to your point. So this is primarily INET's vision of actually owning the home uh, to make internet more, more and more relevant to consumers. Um, it, it's about actually sensors across, across the home, uh, potentially sensors in, in the car, cars as well. Um, television, modems, devices, like we said. So uh, this pitch has been specifically abstracted out for uh, on what specifically are we are we bringing to market in the next six to twelve months? Do you have like startup forums? Do you have workshops? Do you invite startups from from offices? Do you have anything like that? So 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 far no. Um, there isn't a structured way of inviting inviting startups. But having said that, INET has been a huge uh, supporter of startup community in Western Australia as well as in Australia. So yeah, if there is an interest for 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 anyone in this room to see if there is a usage model that makes sense for INET customers and Australian customers, please have a conversation with us. Glad to actually have that particular conversation. Yes. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.